This is reposted. Every morning, Larry and I dig into a quote or idea that has caught our eye. Our hope is that our chat inspires you to never stop thinking and possibly challenges you in a new way. If you'd like to help support the show, please visit patreon.com slash reposted. Thank you for stopping by. I was sort of thinking, and I every time I say this, then I'm proven wrong. We've not had a Benjamin Franklin quote yet on the reposted, but I'm sure we have. But in my gut, I was like, we got to go to Benjamin Franklin. So I grabbed this one today. Love your enemies for they tell you your faults. I immediately picked this quote and then I was like, wait a minute, I don't have any enemies. And then I was like, wait a minute, I do have some nemesis and some enemies. Do you have any enemies, true natural enemies? Uh, I mean, I guess it depends on how you define enemies. There's probably, there's definitely people that don't like me, but I don't know if that, I think- That doesn't enemy, qualify. Hmm? That doesn't qualify in my book. Right. I think an enemy is a waste of energy because it's like someone, I mean, maybe if you work at a company and you want yes. to become CEO and yes. you and the CFO are gunning for that position, they could become your enemy. But uh, for with my day-to-day life, I don't, I don't think I really have one. Um, That's a, By the way, that example is exactly what I was thinking. Like if you're in the business track of something and you're trying to outmaneuver political for a job or whatever it might be, that would be like your enemy. And that's the epitome of this quote. You want to keep them kind of close so they can tell you some things about yourself. I haven't heard, I haven't seen this personally, but I've heard kind of the equivalent maybe in acting is you start going out for the same roles as other people and then they can mm. kind of become your silent nemesis. But uh, I haven't had enough success to deal with that yet. Uh, but I don't know if the way he's defining enemies in this, it, it necessarily applies because if they're your enemy, they actively want bad for you. So they're not going to tell you what, I mean, you have to look at that with a heavy filter. I I think Uh, keep people close that are willing to tell you the truth is maybe uh, more of what I would subscribe to. Yeah. I mean, I, your enemy would not tell you the truth. They don't want you to learn anything. Although I will say this people that I don't like, typically speaking, I don't like them. I will ask them a bunch of questions and I tell them nothing. Like most of the time I let them talk about themselves because I don't want them to know anything about me. Well, so so maybe it sounds like that you do have enemies because if you feel that way about people that it's kind of like an active, you're actively guarding yourself. I I mean, that could be a personality thing on your part, but what do you, what do you think about that? No, it's for sure. A total thing. And uh, by the way, I don't, I like that you, you use the word nemesis. I don't have any enemies, but I have nemesis. My number one net, like, Anybody that knows me knows my nemesis is this guy. He's an older guy. He's like 30 years older than me, really successful. And one time he stands up at church. We're having these major problems with a pastor at church, right? And he stands up and says to the whole church, he goes, hey, everybody, um, I own multiple properties, so I can't be here every Sunday morning. But let me give you, like he literally, that's how he started his conversation. I have multiple properties. I can't be here. Like, dude, shut up, sit down. All right. If we're going to tell church stories, this has nothing to do with a nemesis, but I went to that same church right when I moved to San Francisco. My my rent tripled. My square footage got cut by a third. And I go to church the first or second week I'm there and the pastor gets up and says, first thing he says, I was listening to an aria in my study. I was like, I can't. I'm out. Anything you say from here is unrelatable. Well, technically, we're speaking about two different churches because I know who you're talking about and I'm yeah. talking about a different thing. But I, I understand, like, but when people say that, they instantly repel you, which brings us back to this quote, like an enemy 
in theory, is someone you don't want anything. I don't want to be around that person whatsoever. I think the way to turn this in on me is understand why people don't like you. And I think that's going to give you insight into if you want to change or not. Like if people don't want to, I mean, maybe you would be helping this person be like, Hey, stop talking about your multiple properties. But um, I, I know something about myself that I haven't been able to fix, but I'm aware of it that I have resting bitch face. And so that's like a thing that turns people off about me and I understand it and I can't always control it, but understanding what people don't like about you is, is probably a helpful exercise. Did someone that doesn't like you tell you that? Uh, people that like me and people that don't like me oh. have told me that. So it's kind of across the board. You know, I, my thing is though, can you, can you truly learn more about yourself from people that are the polar opposite of you? Yeah, probably because you start getting confirmation bias. If you surround yourself with people that have similar views, or yeah. even if they don't, they uh, don't challenge your views. That may always makes me think of like when directors or writers become more successful, their later movies just get greenlit and they don't have to push, they don't have to fight an uphill battle. So it's like, oh, that's a great idea. Nothing is challenged and, and you can fall into a creative rut by being challenged. I think being challenged is always a good thing. No, I totally think that's true. And like for me, I hate being like around really evangelical churchy people these days. I they just I want to throw them into a hot pit of fire. Someone would call that hell. But anyways, um, but I feel like it's good to be around. Same, by the way, politically, like I live in San Francisco. So I definitely want more conservative people in my life because I feel like I'm only around liberal people. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this last summer. I mean, it comes up often, but it's like, especially now it's easy to be like, this is what my thought is. I'm going to Google someone that agrees with me and then it fuels yeah. me. And yeah. then you, we start getting into, I don't know if tribals are the right word, but it's like us versus them. And anyone, I, I read something recently, I don't have the stat in front of me, but like more people vote for not the opponent than what they like about their yeah. party. So it's like, I'd rather have not Gavin Newsom than whatever. And I don't know if that's, no, I do know. That's not the way to successfully navigate your life. Our family had an enemy collectively, the five people in our family. We lived above a single old lady for 13 years. And she hated that she lived below us because we were loud and da-da-da. And she would give us dirty looks and bang on the windows, anything but direct communication of like, hey, can you guys quiet down? Which we would have, but she was like the Olsen enemy. And I was like, Wow, I just didn't want to be here around. And I wondered what we learned from that. And what I think we learned was that we're just really loud people. Maybe we could tone it down a little. <laughs> yeah, I mean, also with that type of a thing, I've learned that when you confront issues head on, people are either going to engage with you and you're going to move past it, and you're going to be fine, yeah. or they're not going to engage it. And then at that point, it's on them. Yeah. So it kind of... Um, that's exactly it. That's you. You. We quickly learned she was not going to be rational about this problem. They were like, well, there's nothing you could do. Yeah. So I guess maybe the, the takeaway is uh, if someone pisses you off, just get in their face and tell them exactly what's I find starting sentences with, you know what your problem is? It's generally a good way to operate. Listen, one more church story, because we're on the another person set up a church once and said, listen, my house is really big and I don't have time to clean it all. So I could get some help. That's literally what she said in church. 
saying that they wanted someone to volunteer yeah. or that they like wanted to hire like, someone? Hey, uh, here's our prayer. Our house is really big, and uh, a concern is that uh, we just don't have enough time to clean it all. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had a, a guy I went to junior high with. I asked to borrow a dollar one time, and he gave me $8 because the ones were crowding his wallet. My hundreds are too big for my wallet. <laughs> That's the problem. Pray for these poor, poor people. Uh, well, if you like the show, please share with a friend. If you want to follow us on social media, you can find us at Reposted Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm Andrew Keller for the Evangelical Loser. Thanks for stopping by.